The Linux Action Show is created by Jupiter Broadcasting. It's sponsored by Ting. Go to last.ting.com to save off your first device or plan and DigitalOcean. Go over to digitalocean.com and use our promo code LASTDIGITAL and then you can spin up your own Linux rig for free. Welcome to Linux Action Show, episode 401. My name is Chris. And my name is Noah. Hey, Noah, guess what? Totally crazy episode this week. Not really yep. a big show, totally off the rails, uh, substandard, below the bar, probably shouldn't even be an episode episode. We figured after 400 episodes, we had earned the right to have one completely unscripted train wreck. Right? Okay. That sounds like a horrible plan, but I'm in. <laughs> well, so uh, we're getting ready to go to scale 14. And uh, it requires a lot of planning. There's going to be some Linux in the mix. And we thought, you know, instead of doing behind the closed doors kind of planning thing, we'll just, in, this, in sort of the spirit of open source development, we'll have our planning meeting in open right here on the show so you guys can kind of see what we're doing and what it takes to go cover an open source event. So we kind of have a off-the-rail show. Uh, we're going to throw the format out. But we are, because Noah and I love spotlighting projects and giving you guys great things to check out, we are going to still do the, the picks. Yeah, the picks. There we and go. we have an Epics Runs Linux yeah, this week. Yeah, we really do. Uh, do you know the, uh, the uh, bloke's name who sent this into the show before? I, I, I don't recall, but here's, here's, here's all you need to know about this guy. This guy is <laughs> so next level that when he sent it in, I saw it and I went, we're using that. I, I don't know. even know. I, know. I don't know if we're, I just we're using it, and I downloaded it to the computer yeah. and had it saved in my downloads folder. And so, it, because things get lost in email so quickly, you know, with, with last and and so, but that one like stood out way far above and beyond the so rest. So check this out. This guy's car runs Linux. All right, let's talk about the family car ride. Typically, when you put six people in a confined space, things start to get interesting. Uh, one person won't want to be next to the other person, et cetera, et cetera. We all have those memories, you know what they're like. So one of the solutions car manufacturers have come up with is they'll put a DVD player in the car and that's great, but then you end up fighting about what movie to watch or I don't get to watch my podcasts or excuse me, listen to my podcast while I'm driving because I have to listen to whatever kids movie the kids want to watch. So we've had a couple of generations of cell phones now and the old ones all have internet that work. And so what we've done is we've developed a solution that lets everybody watch their show on their screen. And the way to do that is to use Linux, particularly Ubuntu Mate, and get things going in the car so that way everybody is happy. And here's how we've done this. So up front here, you can see I've got a lot of outlets there. Um, and the reason for that is because there's a lot of things to power up. The second one from the bottom is to a 150 watt power inverter. That one and the red cord both run back through the car, back here, and you'll see a nice old, uh, let's see, MacBook Air. Now this MacBook Air looks really good, and we always talk about how the hardware is really great, unless your youngest son decides that he wants to go ahead and put his head up against the screen. When he does that, you end up with a screen that looks like this. Hardware inside Ouch. is really great. This Busted. computer is definitely, definitely functioning. Lots of battery power, everything else like that. It's got a Core i7 processor with four gigs of RAM, but I can't use the screen anymore. And if I were running Max OS, I wouldn't be able to do much with this because it's designed to only be used as a GUI. So I need an operating system that I can run either as a GUI when I plug this into a monitor or as a uh, headless machine that I can uh, SSH into. And uh, we're gonna show you that here in just a second. All right, 
so uh, we've plugged a couple more things in here now. You can see we've got a 500 or a terabyte, I can't remember, Western Digital hard drive. It's powered off of the USB on the side here. This is a little portable uh, travel router. Works great. We also charge that off the USB on this side. Now, for uh, traveling purposes, I store all that in this little handy-dandy case, and all of this goes underneath this seat. Whoa. Whoa, is he fast-forwarding on us? Holy smokes, check that out. <laughs> so, um... Now, we've set up OpenSSH on this machine, but while I'm driving, there's no way I'm gonna open SSH. And I absolutely love my wife, but sometimes she's not as supportive with my hobbies as I'd like her to be. So anytime I try to get her to use the command line, it's not happening. So what I've done instead is I've managed to teach my daughter, you know, how to open SSH in this stuff. And so we're gonna run through those steps here and it'll probably take us a couple takes but uh, we're gonna go ahead and do it. So what's the first step we have to do? First step, you have to get some apps on your phone. Juice, SSH, and ping tools. I have them on my phone, luckily. So now we're gonna ping to make sure it's up and running. 192.168.1.2. It's up, right? Yep. Successful, now you can SSH into it. I love it. So right now, we got this up, so we're gonna go to sudo 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 uh-huh space service Sir. i'm horrible at spelling just for your information s-e-r-v-i-c-e -E. how'd we do s-e-r-v-i-c-e -E. Uh, you got to be precise and then mb dash server and start okay so Did it go? Yep. Asking for the password? Yeah, trying to. All right. This is the way to teach kids how to use Linux right nice here. Exactly. All right, let's see if this goes. Yep, it's on. We're in. Mine's up and running. All right, so now that I'm in the system, I'm going to do HTOP. Liza, play the video. <laughs> so this shows us. That's awesome. I mean, again, because it's a Linux server, right? Uh, in the car, I'm able to see what our system usage is right now. So I can HTOP in on here and you can see that the processor's pretty low because uh, the, most of the videos are encoded for H.264 and so they stream directly in. Alright, so let's no, see if this one's working. Alright, so the iPad 2 is having a bit of trouble loading this. Um, let's see if this gets going here. Alright, so we've got video on the iPad 2. Right, and then we're able to see what's going on. He's now using a web server on the land. All right. So, so there you go, Ubuntu Mate in the car. Noah, what do you think? I think that's absolutely awesome. And the fact that it's all self-contained right in his vehicle doesn't require any outside connection. Yeah. I think there's probably a lot of ways to make that a lot easier uh, without having to do SSH and whatnot. But at the same time, I kind of like the fact that it's goal-based computer incentive training, right? And mm -hmm. that, that kind of works for me. It, uh, it prevents what I call learned helplessness. Yeah, yeah. Well, what could way. So anyways, thank you very much for sending that in. That was very cool. Uh, so uh, we're going to keep going through the picks because we're kind of doing a different format this week. We're going to keep moving right along and talk about something that might turn your Chromebook into something a little more useful. Uh, it's a project we wanted to talk about in Spotlight here. It's Gallium OS. You know, like the, uh, you know, like Gallium. Uh, like kind of like Chrome. Uh, it's a fast and lightweight Linux distro for Chrome OS devices and uh, 
I forget who I forgot who it was in the chat room said so they put it on their uh, Acer C720P and it's rocking. It's optimized for fast speed. It's based on Ubuntu, and we've mentioned it in the past in passing. And so if you have a older device, I've got one of these Acer's in myself that you can put this on. This could give you sort of a Chrome OS-like experience. It's a couple of steps removed from Google, and it's based on the Chromium project. It's pretty neat. No, and I don't know. I don't know if do you have any Chromebook hardware besides the Pixel. You still have no, the Pixel? Yeah, well, I have. I have two. I've got my son's uh, C720, and then I've got the the um, the Pixel. Neither of them get a whole lot of use, to be honest with you. You should totally try this. You know, um, here's what would have to. It would have to give me something that I'm not already getting from another Linux distro. If that was the case, then I could see myself doing it. Otherwise, uh, Ubuntu. If you install Ubuntu, like on the Pixel, I'll, I'll pick on. I'll take the Pixel for example. If you install Ubuntu and you make like two literally two changes to the to to two little files you change a line two different lines and two different files you would not know that the pixel didn't just ship with ubuntu it runs that well on it um so this would have to do something for me that 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 itch isn't meeting because right now i can launch into ubuntu and treat it just as i treat every other computer i interact with and that that standardization that modularization is what i really like about linux to begin with so, I think for me is some of these Chrome Chrome OS de devices are really they really do feel like they're built for Chrome OS, and mm -hmm. so there's a few things that this distro has done. It's optimized to eliminate some of the stalls you get on some of these hardware, uh, and the other thing is is they've modified their touchpad driver to work more similar to Chrome OS. Mm. Uh, so and it updates similar to the way Chrome OS updates too. So it it gives you a very familiar tier one hardware supported experience on a Chromebook that's removed from Google at least a step or two. That's what mm -hmm. I like about it. Now a couple of weeks ago I was talking about easy file sharing under Linux and a lot of people wrote in to tell us about reap.io, R-E-E-P.io. You can transfer files directly between browsers. You just point a file you want to share, and then your peer will be able to download this file. You know, why didn't we try this for that runs Linux? Oh, my God, we are so <laughs> dense. <laughs> oh my, we totally could have just used this. I, I, anyways, uh, so reap.io, a really great way to send files directly between modern browsers. So uh, go check that out. We'll have links to that in the show notes and previous picks at jupiterbroadcasting.com slash last picks. Now, since we're throwing out the format and doing something a little different, I want to take a moment and I want to thank all of our sponsors of the Linux Action Show. Uh, and uh, I want to start by thanking, of course, DigitalOcean. DigitalOcean is a simple cloud hosting provider dedicated to offering the most intuitive and easy way for you to spin up your own Linux rig in less than 55 seconds. You can get 512 megabytes of RAM, a 20 gigabyte SSD, one CPU, and a terabyte of transfer for $5 a month. Use our promo code LASTDIGITAL, you'll get a $10 credit. They have a really good interface, they have a super intuitive API, and you can deploy basically either just a raw Linux box or the entire stack, whichever you prefer, with one click. You can manage your machines very easily. Check them out, digitalocean.com, and use our promo code LASTDIGITAL to get a $10 credit. Try them out for two months for free. Now, also, I want you to go to linux.ting.com, or last.ting.com, I should say. Linux.ting.com is for the Unplugged show. Don't go there. Those guys are jerks. I hear that some of them even tell people not to use Linux sometimes. I wouldn't trust them for a second. So support the big show. Those guys you can trust, right, Noah? Absolutely. Yeah. We would never tell somebody not to use Linux. We would never, ever, ever, especially if that other person was considering FreeBSD. And <laughs> and 
Ting, they don't support BSD. They run, everything's Linux. <laughs> Last.ting.com. Go get $25 off your first device or $25 in service credit. I've been using them for nearly three years, and so is Noah. Uh, they're just an incredibly flexible mobile service that charges for only what you use, no contracts, nor the termination fee, and it's a flat $6 for your line. Last.ting.com. You have to go there to support the show and let them know you appreciate them advertising here and keeping us going, and you have to go there to get the $25 discount. By the way, they got CDMA, GSM Networks, too. So it's great when you're traveling around. I happen to know that for a fact. And I also got to say, best customer service in the industry. Last.ting.com. Go check them out. And a big thank you to Ting. Also, another sponsor here on the show is the Linux Academy. These are a bunch of people that are truly passionate about Linux and open source. And that's why they're advertising here on the Jupiter Broadcasting Network. Go to linuxacademy.com unplugged to get a special discount on their courses. It's a great opportunity. They have over 2,000 self-paced courses, instructor help is available, scenario labs, graded server exercises, and all of the technology you'd expect. And they keep it updated, they keep it current, because they're passionate about this stuff and they follow it. They do videos, they do live events, and they have a great community. Again, another sponsor where Noah and I are both customers of the Linux Academy. Happy customers, and been customers for a long time, too. So check them out. If you are in a job where they give you a little bit of you know, credit for any out-of-work out education, if you're trying to step up your resume, make it look a little better, or if you just want to have some competence or even challenge yourself, check out Linux Academy, linuxacademy.com unplugged. We're bringing the unplugged discount to the Linux Action Show. And then our friends at System76 for nearly 10 years, System76 has been for over, actually, they reached their 10th birthday, didn't they? They did, mm -hmm. actually, uh, while we were there, uh, right around then. So for over 10 years now, they've been creating systems designed to run Linux. They've been shipping great Ubuntu systems, and they are fanatical about the details. They are a bunch of maniacs. We were there, and I couldn't believe some of the things that they nitpicked over. They have built systems to make sure that every system builds and installs to their spec. They're built right here in the US of A. They're supported in the US of A. And they have some great laptops, desktops, and servers. Tell them the Linux Action Show sent you when you go to system76.com. You, you, you won't find, uh, I, I have yet to see uh, another business that has that many devoted to, to hardcore Linux users uh, there. I mean, you just, you, you, the words cannot describe the enthusiasm towards Linux in general. That is, I mean, they want to do everything with Linux and they get like super, super embarrassed if like, if there's, if there's something that they can't do with Linux or there's something that, that, that isn't, that's not possible, then, then it's like they're, they're, they're it's like a stain. It's like, a, we don't talk about that. Yeah. We don't talk about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I was, I it was, it was a good visit. You know, 2015, we went to some pretty cool places. We saw some pretty cool stuff. Uh, before we jump into the rest of the show, we had a previous pick, uh, uh, Easy Tag, and uh, Kevin B. wrote in uh, about Easy Tag. I just wanted to let you know that others have begun to fork Easy Tag for Windows and OS X, despite it still being an alpha. That being said, the most advanced and stable version of Easy Tag is still on Linux, but I thought I'd let you know of these efforts. And it gives us links. So if you've been listening and you heard us brag about Easy Tag, it is going over to those other OSs. He says, I've been a loyal listener since 2012. Keep him coming. Sincerely, Kevin. Wow, 2012. That's a long time. Yeah, a lot of people wrote in and mentioned how they like EasyTag, and, and a lot of people have been using EasyTag to manage huge, huge media collections. I was so. apparently living under a rock, because I'd never heard of it, but it like it totally changed my life once I figured it you out. Know, I don't think we've ever done uh, boxes either, have we? I'm going to go over to the Pix site right now, jupiterbroadcasting.com slash lastpicks. Have we ever done, uh, as a desktop app, boxes? I mean, I guess I don't know if... No, we no, haven't. I've, I've, you know, I've definitely used it. Oh, man. I tell you, I for every time we show something in a VM on the mm -hmm. show these days, I'm doing boxes. And uh, 
I, I really screwed up. Well, I thought I did. I, I was getting frustrated with boxes, and I wanted to try out the new VMware workstation that came out like a month or two back. And to, turn, to install VMware uh, workstation on Linux, you have to disable uh, the KVM extensions. So I broke my boxes installation, and within like three minutes, I was able to uh, unblacklist the kernel modules, mod hmm. probe them, didn't even have to restart, had KVM back up and running after a systemctl command, and I was back up and installing a VM in boxes in two minutes after going from having it completely broken. And, and, what I, and it wasn't even like broken, broken. It was just I went in and I had to go remember all the kernel modules I disabled, which was just two. Uh, it was, mm-hmm. I think it was like KVM and KVM underscore Intel or something. Um, and it dawned on me that we have just sort of fallen into one of the easiest and simplest virtualization uh, experiences on Linux. And it, it goes through all my rolling distros just fine. Like, I want to just show you really a second. So this is the boxes interface, right? And I know you know this, but just so just so the I, I want I think this really shows you a modern, elegant GTK3 desktop application. So I click on new. It did you notice how the window sort of expands out, right? Because it's mm-hmm. so then it gives me it gives me an option of uh, what I want to do. Enter a URL, maybe an ISO it already knows about, or select a file. Again, there's an animation slide effect there. It's really nice. I can go into my sync folder where I have my ISO images. I'll choose like say remix OS. It slides again. The customization screen is very simple and straightforward, maybe too simple. And then I click Create, and it spun up the virtual machine. And uh, this, by the way, is Remix OS, which is uh, an Android. It's a spin on Android based on Android x86 that we talked about on Linux Unplugged. And, uh, and now I have my virtual machine up and running. It boxes is so simple and so straightforward. I really like it. And I, I, I've, we've never made it a pick because it kind of feels like one of those things that comes built in. Uh, but mm-hmm. if you would have gone back five years ago and said, one of the simplest and, and well-performing and versatile virtualization options is just going to come built into your GNOME desktop using one of the industry's best virtualizers out there, mm-hmm. I would have been like, that's amazing. Are you talking about VMware? Like, you know, I, I wouldn't have even yeah. grokked it. And now, boxes, I'm not saying it's the end-all virtualization system, but I'm saying, like, if you need to run Windows or you want to try out a Linux distro or something like Remix OS or, like, our app pick, uh, the Netboot XYZ that we did last week, boxes comes is pretty much built in. You don't have to do a lot of effort to get KVM working. It depends on your distro. And uh, it's a great... It stands the test of time. I can update my system. I have a rolling system. It doesn't break like VMware does or VirtualBox does from time to time, even with DKMS. I really like it, and we've never made an official pick, uh, but I really think Boxes is a great one. And uh, check out Remix OS. It takes a while to boot up for some reason, uh, but it does eventually eventually start up. And if you're curious about Remix OS, uh, Wes and I gave our thoughts about it in Linux Unplugged recently. All right, Noah, so we don't have a new segment to go to. Next, we have our scale planning, so uh, buckle up. This just might be a train wreck. Like all busy small business entrepreneurs, Noah and I sometimes don't get a chance to plan everything as well as we should. We should definitely have all of these details worked out that we're about to cover for Scale 14. It's a big event. The Linux Action Show sort of decided to go at the last minute, and so some of the details of our planning are kind of last minute. Now, Noah, you're feeling pretty good at this point, though, right? You know what? Here's the thing. I don't plan anything. (laughs) I don't plan anything. I say everything. To the last possible minute, yeah, and then I take off and I and I roll with the punches. Do you, you even have it? Do you do you even have a ticket right now? Do you have a ticket? No, no of, of course, course not. not. No, yeah. no hotel reservation. All right, no, so no, this no. is my. I don't care about any of that. I don't need any of that. This is my first Figure question. Do you know when yeah. you will be arriving uh, in Pasadena? 
sometime on Friday morning. Friday morning. Okay. Now, so Thursday night's out. Thursday night's out. Thursday night is Sarah's birthday. So we have oh, it is. Oh, okay. Night. I thought it was Wednesday. Oh, jeez. No, okay. All right. So thir- So Friday morning, but for sure in the morning. Like maybe, before, like you think you're going to make it to Corey Doctor's keynote at 9 a.m.? Um, well, we'll see. I mean, okay. it, but around uh, there. Yeah. Okay. Around so there, morning. Yeah. So, you're, so you're probably going to be able to make it to the lunch then. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So here's what I'm thinking of bringing as my like my main equipment. This is I don't know what you're bringing. I'll get to that next. But so my my loadout is going to be pretty simple. Um, I'm going to bring uh, so for uh, for my main video stuff. I'm going to bring the uh, the GoPro with the uh, cool little gimbal thing. So we'll be able mm-hmm. to get the gimbal shots, which I think is always really fun. Uh, but the problem with the GoPro, even though it's got the nice gimbals and and the wide angle, which is great for shooting conventions, is it has horrible audio. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, really bad. So what I want to do for that is uh, I want to I use a, a Christmas gift that I got from my dad. Whoa. My gimbal just started going cray-cray. <laughs> did you hear it? Did you hear my gimbal yes, go I cray-cray? Did. Yes, yeah, I did. It's I wasn't a, sure if that was a gimbal or... No, well, or something else. Maybe I'm just happy to see you. Uh, so this is a Zoom shotgun uh, microphone here. Check this thing out, Noah. Now, you, can, you, can you explain to the audience what a shotgun mic does? So essentially what you have is there's there's multiple different kinds of microphones that are for multiple different purposes. And so a lot of times, you know, a lot of times they'll be divided into condensers um, or dynamic mics. But <clears throat> the other thing we look at is the pickup pattern. And so if you have a hypercardioid mic, it's going to be a very concentrated uh, pickup pattern. It's very unidirectional. Um, and that's essentially what a shotgun mic does is it's very unidirectional, but it is designed to pick up, it's designed to be very, very sensitive, although it's unidirectional. So I can sit at the back end of a room and point a shotgun mic down the down the, the corridor, and if there's a speaker standing on stage, it sounds like he's talking right into my microphone. Yeah. And even yeah. though there's 50 or 60 people that are crumbling papers and stuff in between me and him, because he is right in at the end of the path of the shotgun mic. He's all that we pick up. And so when you're out in the field doing recording stuff like that, having the ability to have an actual shotgun mic, if you can get it into the shotgun um, mount thing, the real sock. The, is, is, the, the is, muff is, is, what do you call these things? The dead cat or whatever these are called? What do they yeah, call these well, things? Like, Here we go. I got it. No, I got it. I got it in the hole. All right. So go. oh, good, good. I'm glad. I'm so good. I got it there. And so, yeah, th- this is what it looks like now. It's pretty cool looking. And so my yeah. lady, my uh, my friendly lady will be going around with the Zoom recorder behind me. So I'll go up with the GoPro to get the video, and then I'll have her shoot this with audio. So then if I use it in LUP, I can just take this. But if we decide to use it in LAS, I will uh, sync up the audio. And that's one of the reasons why it's kind of nice that we're going to have a little extra time to come back. Our plan is to do a great scale episode where we've sat down and done all the editing. Uh, so I'm going to bring this. So I'll have I'll have my Zoom recorder and the GoPro. And that's that's all I'm planning to bring with me as far as... Recording equipment goes. Do you think that's enough? Am I forgetting something? I think you'd be all right. You know, the last time we went, I won't bring up the fact that the last time we went to a thing, you had one job. I know. To bring one interface and you didn't bring it. Um, but no, uh, so what I'll be bringing is I'll be bringing obviously a field camera. I'll, I'll, I'll bring an interview mic. I'll be bringing an HDMI interface so that I can get video into the computer in case we do any, in case you want to do any live coverage. Um, I'll have an audio interface. I will have, uh, what else will I have? I think that, uh, that's about what so I, I mean. And obviously you don't need me part. to bring like any of the crates? Well, I mean, that would be amazing. But there, the problem is we wouldn't really have a chance to use them because you're essentially going, we're just going to yeah. kind of pass each other in the night. Yeah. And so 
I, 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 what am I going to do with it after? That's a good point. Yeah, we wouldn't yeah. really be able to. Yeah, well, in the future, that should be a problem that's easier. Uh, so let's talk about coverage since the passing of the night thing. So I'm going to be coming in, uh, I, I hope to arrive actually the 20th, maybe. Okay. Because mm-hmm. um, they have, there's an Ubicon evening like get together. I might try to make it to if all goes well. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm hoping to cover Ubicon and the first couple of days, and then uh, I'm planning to to leave after our lunch on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so the thing about that is there's a couple of interesting talks and stuff. And so one of the things I would wouldn't mind doing is is maybe actually getting a talk or two. Like there's there's one in particular that's in the, in, in the scale thread. Uh, that is happening on Saturday that we could re- maybe if they'd let us maybe we could record the whole thing and then pull a couple of clips for it for last or for unplugged sure. Um, sure. So we don't normally record entire talks, but that's from an audio perspective can be pretty challenging So I could leave you the zoom and we could mm-hmm. just exchange SD cards and you could just get the audio and not worry about the video I'm not sure what, what do you think or do you think video wouldn't be an issue? Well, yeah, I don't think video will be an issue because I'll have the the uh, I'll have the camera with me anyway uh, for for doing other interviews and um, and I've got I've got a shotgun mic on the camera as well as the oh, okay mic. okay okay so, so you can, can okay as a, as a talk, I can that'd be ideal um, now and then you remember so you're going to be doing unplugged on Tuesday with with Wes mm-hmm. and that happens all before yeah. But the ideal for that would be for you to be able to host the mumble room because he's, yeah. you know, and we've only got one machine for audio in and yeah. out. Yeah, that's so, fine. Okay. Yeah. And maybe he like Skypes or whatever, Zooms or yeah. whatever, Hangouts Great. or whatever to you. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> what? You're just, you're, you're, I can just, I can see the mentalist. Skype, wait, no, we're using mumble. No, we're using Zoom. I don't know. Whatever, whatever you want to use. As long as the job gets done, I'm good. week to week. Um, okay, so uh, then, so you'll be there, and then what do you think you're leaving? What is your well, out time on Sunday? You're, you're making me nervous now. What? We're talking about Linux Unplugged. We're talking in like three days, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's, that has nothing to do with scale. No, I was just reminding you. Yeah. Okay. You got to handle that before okay. you even leave. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So after that, then I go back to work, yeah. do my work week, then I get to the end of the week, yeah. and I take up and I get to scale, mm-hmm. and now we pass each other in the night, and mm-hmm. now we're. And when do you think you're leaving scale? So do you think you're going to... I'll stay as long as necessary. So Sunday probably would be the earliest. And uh, I mean, so so now not doing a show live from there, what would be Mm -hmm. kind of ideal is when you get back is to go through the footage and just the really good stuff, we we condense it down. Clip out. Um, And then what I would like to see is, is possibly is if we could come up with a couple of like, like you were talking like a spreadsheet or maybe Slack or something we could, maybe Slack is the better place to do it. We just do a scale-specific thread in there, and we'll just say, okay, I just interviewed this person. I just interviewed right. this person. Um, yes. And then what I would like is maybe to have a couple episodes worth of interviews. So that's something to think yep. about. So we'll just kind of okay. have to keep tabs on that. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe what really, I'll... That's more, that really, that's more important for you than it is for me because essentially, um, you know, you go through, you're your, your picking up your interviews, and then when I come in, basically, the the my, the purpose of that suggestion was so that I'm not re-interviewing the same yeah, people that yeah. you've already talked yeah. to. Um, so basically, I mean, you you know, really, it's it's in in some ways you get the blessing and the curse because you get first pick, but at, at the other time, yeah. at the same time, you just got to keep track of those. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's not a big deal. All right. So we'll figure out. We'll have a thread, and I'll just let you know who I talk to. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to hit that heavy or not. I might go for more of. I, I don't know. I you know maybe maybe I should plan on like getting like the the the, the lunch and uh, and getting the conference and the event and you should plan on interviews. Should we do it that way? 
that works. Do you think there's enough in getting the event of like shooting the floors there? Yeah. Scale's huge, man. Huge. All in right. Fact, so I when did, you get on, I when did, you get in on Friday did, after did, lunch, so you could because you could do you could just knock interviews out Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Well, it won't take me three days. No, yeah. I know. So you, there's more. Yeah. Even if you did all of the interviews on your own, there's still more than enough time. Oh yeah. So yeah, so let's sure. plan on default. You'll be doing interviews unless I grab unless something just spontaneously comes up and I grab them, and then I'll throw it in the Slack, Slack thread. Okay. Otherwise, assume that, that I haven't talked to him. I okay. might focus more on people going too. Sure. The people attending. Uh, okay. So, and then you're out Sunday. I'll be coming home Sunday. So now here's my, here's the craziness coming up for me. I, uh, because we're, we're recording this now, I'm already kind of running over. But after I get off air and finish up all of the, the back end stuff here, uh, I got to go home and I got to pack. Because not only do I have to pack for the trip, so I have to pack all of the production stuff I have to bring, which isn't much. Get all your and I got to pack my clothes. But yeah, now I'm also moving to the Rover 2. Uh, I, yeah. So I, was, I, I didn't end up getting the one I had talked about before on air because the financing was just didn't work out. So when I, but if I still got all the amenities but dropped down to a, to a gas engine, then I could basically swing it. So I picked up uh, a Thor Challenger that I'll be going down to. And here's the crazy thing, Noah. This is the really crazy thing. Uh, in the future, like with the crates and stuff, we're going to have plenty of storage. Like we can throw yeah. the crates in there and I'll just bring Boy, it down awesome. with me. That's going to be really nice. It's going to be my new residence too. And it has a uh, Onan uh, 5500 uh, generator in it. Nice. However, only two six-volt batteries for the house. Yeah, but that's going to have to work you know on what? that. You know what? That just means there's plenty of opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to work on that. But it's nice. It's got the uh, side uh, camera mirrors. Uh, mm-hmm. So I can uh, see when I'm turning. I did a little driving on it already. It's got a nice, like, full residential refrigerator. It's got a fireplace, television. Uh, that's super nice. I really like that about it. Uh, and it's got two uh, beds right here for the kids, which will be yeah, nice. Awesome, man. Looks yeah. Awesome. What so, year was it? 2014. Brand new, actually, but because it's been wow. sitting on the lot for so long and they're having their 2016s come in, they were they're pretty desperate to get rid of it. Uh, so it worked out really well. So it's 37 feet. So it'll be big enough for when the kids are over, and it'll be not only my residence, but it'll be the new rover. So here's the crazy thing. Going home tonight, packing up as much as possible, hitching up tomorrow morning, Mm -hmm. taking care of all the last remaining things in town, like all the little last errands before you leave town for a week, pulling the rover down to the dealership where this is at, where the Class A is at, Mm -hmm. swapping all of the stuff in the rover that remains into the Mm -hmm. new rig, and then from the service center, driving the new rig down to scale. So I, I'm, I'm going to do the truck then. The truck is probably going to stay at the service center for a while. I don't know. We're still oh. figuring that part out. I have somebody okay. lurking right here that would probably tell me, but I, I, I don't know yet. Uh, okay. Yeah. So that's all getting worked out. Yeah. It's sort of uh, fly by the seat of our pants, but it's going to be fun. And so we'll be there in the new Rover. And it's really nice because Tech Helper One has offered to uh, let us drive his 99 Cadillac while we're down in Pasadena. Oh. That's awesome. Yeah, so because that was the disadvantage, right? Is if, when I don't have the track, when I don't have the truck and the yeah. trailer, I can't unhitch and drive around in Pasadena. I'm not going to drive. Right. I'm not going to drive this thing around in Pasadena. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? It's a little. It's a little much. So uh, he's if got. If can handle downtown Denver, you can handle downtown Pasadena. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I could. It has crossed my mind. Trust me. <laughs> about every about every two hours, I think, you know, maybe I could just find a spot like on the side of the road, really close to the convention center. Because how crazy, y'all! You know what I am gonna do? I probably shouldn't say this on air because they might not let me. But I totally want to park it at Linux Fest. Roll yeah, it up at Linux Fest Northwest. Park it up there. That'd be awesome. You really don't think they'd let you? I think they would let me. I think they would let me. I just don't want, you know, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is permission. Now I've said it on air. Now I have to ask. 
Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, you just, you just you, never mind. We're done. I know, I know. All right. Moving on. So Moving you're going to bring your regular camera. I'm yeah. going gonna, to bring the GoPro, and I might leave you, or I don't need to leave you with the Zoom. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. No, I think I'll be all right. Okay. I'm kind of excited. I think, and, and you should be able to make it for lunch at about at yes. noon. Yes, that is the plan. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, Noah. How come I'm skeptical of that? Maybe I'm skeptical well, of that because you don't even have a ticket. You can be skeptical that things don't always work out to the plan. That you, you I, I, have a, I almost have a feeling you're banking on the fact that I've got couch space for you. That's what it feels like right now. Because you don't even have a hotel room right now. You are crazy. No, no, no. no. I never have a hotel room. Ever. Ever. I, anywhere I go, I never That's have true. A, that is true. Landed, it seems to work out I for landed, you. I landed in the middle of Sydney, Australia, and I had no idea where I was going for a hotel, a rental car. I had no idea. I didn't have any of that planned, and I like it that way. I all think right. it's more fun. Hey, man, you know yeah. what? I got to say, so far, it seems to work out for you. And me, I just <laughs> avoid flying altogether. That's why I decided to live well, the RV lifestyle. Flying. Anywhere I go, I don't plan. I don't plan anything ever. Yeah. Ever. There's a certain, there's a certain freedom to that from stress and anxiety. <laughs> Yeah, well, here's the other thing, too. Nobody can ever tell me, dude, you said XYZ was going to happen at ABC. No, no, I didn't. I said I didn't plan. That's what I said. And I said <laughs> if it worked out, then it would work out. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So uh, what we're going to do is hopefully after we're all done here, we're going to go get packed up. We're going to head out to scale. And then in the week following, we'll have a great episode because one of the things we've done traditionally is we've sort of – we sort of slam the episode on location together because going there, planning, meeting people, doing the event itself, having meetups takes so much time that then when it comes time to do the show and because you spend so much time troubleshooting a live event, we sort of have mm -hmm. to slam it together and we talk to people, but they have to come to our booth. And it, what we really want to do is say, well, what if we took our time and we had a little bit of extra, just a day or two extra even just to sort of throw a few things together and look at a conference when there's just a couple of days of prep time, what could we do? So that's why we're doing this and showing you our planning session this week so you guys kind of know what goes into it. And then when you see the episode, hopefully it's a little bit step above our regular stuff. And we wanted to kind of do it right now that we're going back to video, so it takes a little extra time to kind of nail it. You just told them that we're making an episode about planning and all we've done is exemplified how little we've planned. But we have just planned at the but same that's time. That's true. Now, now it is planned. I know. You yeah. see what you see how you see how I took two guys who don't plan but need That's to make right. content and I That's solve right. both problems. Oh problems, my god. Problem You're solved. such a problem solver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I got a new podcast idea. Chris the problem solver. I got a phone number people can call into now, so why not? All right. Well, so I know this is a little unconventional episode and I hope you enjoyed it either way. I'll be a little getting a little peek behind the scenes. We thought it would be better to do this than absolutely nothing at all. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, Noah? I hope I'm you have a good trip. I hope it goes well. And I hope Sarah has a good birthday, too. It's awful nice of her to let nope. you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's awful nice of yes. her. Birthday, yes. I hope Sarah has a good birthday. That's what I, I said, yeah. Just, yeah, no, I know. It just, never mind. I just think it's really nice <laughs> of her because, you know, I mean, you're pretty much leaving the night of her birthday or whatever. So. Yep. yep. She's, she's awfully generous, but yeah. she, she also loves and cares about the Linux uh, ecosystem and the Linux community, and that's her way of of giving back, so to speak, is Fair sharing enough. your... <laughs> That's good for her. Good for her. All right, everybody. Well, thanks so much for tuning in this absolute train wreck episode of the Linux Action Show. I hope you liked our open source planning 
and by the way, you know, we didn't really mention the fact because you and I have such shorthand. But like when Noah's like, "Yeah, I'll bring an HDMI capture," what he's not telling you is that HDMI capture gets plugged into a Linux box running OBS and using Lightworks for oh, the yeah, editing, yeah. which is sort of right. the part we completely glossed over. Although anybody <laughs> watching the show for a while would know that. But yeah, I was gonna it, say because we've never mentioned that before. I ever. know, I know. But we've you know what, man? Hey, we just talked it. to somebody on the phone uh, last episode who's only been watching for like three weeks, so he might not oh. know. And okay. so we just sort of, because you and I know that, just sort of skipped over that little detail, Here, which me, is very relevant to our me, audience. I'm, I'm going to say this on air. Windows is too hard for me. That's what I'm learning. I'm not smart enough to use Windows. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I'm right there with you. And on that note, thank you so much for tuning this week's episode of the Linux Action Show. And we'll see you from scale next week. on the upload. I'm yeah. just waiting for you to just be like, here's the thing. You know what would be really effing easy? If I just set up sync thing, and then I would just put it in a folder, and I wouldn't have to think about it. And you know what the beauty thing about sync thing is? Instead of wasting our time with you uploading to a server, and then I connect to that server and download it, you just send it directly to my machine. You don't waste time uploading. I don't waste time downloading. You just send it directly to my machine. Directly gotcha. to my machine. So, you know, you would think... Eventually, it's gonna click. Eventually, I'm waiting. Yeah, eventually, all right. I have to set up sync thing. If they, if there was a way that I could like just, I, don't know, I need graphical sync thing, right. sync thing GTK. All right. Sync thing GTK. Just saying. Sync thing, sync thing GTK. All right. Just saying. Right. One of these days. One of these days. You know really what this is? Honestly, if you think about it, when I, it's not even it has when I think about it, it actually has nothing to do with the fact that I I don't use sync thing. Really, I didn't use FTP either. <laughs> but. I just, I'm a creature of habit. So once you get me in the habit of mm -hmm, doing something mm -hmm. one way, and it only takes like once or twice, then I'm like set doing that forever after. Like, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you a hint. I always walk around the backside of my car to get to wherever it is I'm going. Even if the, the car is parked in such a way that the place is on the, you know, left side of the car. I still walk to the back of the car and then I think it's just it's the way I do it. And the reason was is because like the, one of the very first times I ever drove a vehicle, I walked around the backside of a car, so now I do it every time, and I just it never changed. The beauty about the sync thing there, Noah, is uh, yeah. then well, the only habit you have to develop is I put a file in a folder, and then you're done. That's yeah. your habit. No, not, not come on, now you're oversimplifying. Once it's set up. Thing. Yeah, I was going to say, because I'm going to have to reset this thing up like once every two weeks. But it's pretty, it's pretty easy. <laughs> it's pretty easy. Oh, it's, right. it's pretty easy. It's, just for you, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make an effort to set up sync. Thing. Look at you. It's so where do I sync? Do I sing? Do I? Do you have to give me a key to sing to you then? Yeah, like we'll do it after scale. But you know, it's going to be funny because it's going to be. It would be super handy for probably all the scale stuff we're about to do. You, you know what I'm going to do? Here's what I'm going to do. <clears throat> I'm going to sync thing up to the FTP. Oh my God! You could do it. <laughs> Just, yeah, you could. <laughs> <laughs> hey, go download off FTP. I sent their via sync thing. <laughs> <laughs>